Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And get ready as we are still doing sports as it is week six in the National Football League. I'm your host as always, Matt Pierce. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am doing well, thank you, Matt. All right, great to have you. Rounding out our trifecta as always is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I'm doing great. All right. Ready to talk football. Now, ready to talk football. Now, Billy Boy had a pretty good week, 3-2, and two, grinded it out, but yet another bad week overall for the Crossover Podcast, but not not a great record overall, One of our worst record of all time going into week six so far. All of us are well below 500, we got to get it together, but I will say, week five was one of the absolute worst gong show gambling moments, you, you combined the awful Awful officiating across the entire league combined with the kicking. My God, the kicking that went on this weekend. And I'm just glad it took one week of of absolute nonsense for the rest of the world to finally catch up on my feelings uh, that we need to get kicking out of uh, football and that these uh, five foot four guys who weigh 120 pounds soaking wet should not be deciding football games. I mean, I, 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 it's, it's got to stop. And Brandon Staley, God bless Brandon Staley. He is doing his damnedest to eliminate kicking. He hates kickers, hates punters. He just is, uh, why don't we just go for it on fourth down every time? He, he's a glorious, glorious man. And I hope all the good things in life happen to him and nobody else but him until we all realize that we can that we need to, to stop this garbage. It, it is like I just <sighs> Joe Burrow had a goddamn throat contusion and this idiot kicker for the Bengals is celebrating a kick that he missed. Like it, 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 it was yeah, it, to, I, it, it was so bad I, to me. I, I like by the way, kick to Florida. He was a good, good kicker at Florida. A uh, very reliable college kicker, and uh, I was disappointed to see that he was uh, he was being memed on Sunday. Oh, so bad. Oh, so bad. Anyway, uh, we are going to attempt to rebound off of a, a, a pretty bad week five into into what we're hoping is a, is a pretty good week six. And I like some of what I see in here. Of course, I said that every week, and I'm five games below 500. But here we go. This is, this is where we turn it around right here. And it's going to start with a somewhat decent Thursday night game. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are heading to Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bucs laying a touchdown on the road in a spot that is eerily similar to the last time they went on the road last season on a Thursday nighter against a pretty mediocre Chicago Bears team, a game in which you'll remember that Tom Brady forgot what down it was, you guys, uh, creating that that instant four, you know, him holding up the four fingers uh, that got memed a little bit. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles themselves are 7-0 and in Thursday night games. Bucks wow. land seven on the road. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I kind of like the Bucks side of this. Um, I, I thought it was going to at least put a hook on that touchdown. Uh, the Bucks are a way better team, and it seems winning by a touchdown seems like exactly what you'd expect. But it, the Thursday, the road team, those things make you nervous. I still think the Bucks win this, and, and decidedly so, so I'm taking the Bucks, but not one of my five. DVO rankings, Tampa Bay is 4th, Philadelphia 16th, 19th in offense, 11th in defense and special teams. So, I mean, this is just pretty much the definition of a mediocre team. They have not been as bad. I think I'm going to be on 
Philly plus the seven here. I don't know if they're going to be one of my five. Craig, where do you stand on this? Uh, I am going to say I went back and forth. This one is definitely not one of my five. I think I want the Eagles and the points, but I don't love it. The Eagles are usually I'm all over teams on a Thursday. I'm usually all over home teams on a Thursday, Um, especially if you're getting a touchdown. I like the Eagles should not have won that game against Carolina. There's no way. Um, They're just not nearly as good as ones. So, but I'll I'll take the touchdown though. I'll take the touchdown. I just don't love it. I think that's the move. Both teams are two and three against the spread, but uh, I I think that the move is certainly to is to take the Eagles. Uh, Moving on to the Sunday games, and we've got another London game, you guys, and uh, yet another banger. I mean, if you thought Jets-Falcons was going to be great, what do you think about Dolphins-Jaguars? Dolphins-Jaguars technically the home team. Dolphins laying three and a half on what is supposed to be the road. So they're saying that the Dolphins are a three and a half point like they're 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 not just a three they're 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 a hook worth on 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 the on the on a neutral field. Miami's thirtieth in DVOA. I, Jacksonville I, is thirty first in DVOA. I understand why the books would think that this is the right thing to do. Like, don't you? I I feel as though it's to me it's it's pretty clear. Like, the Jaguars are really really bad, and we should be adjusting accordingly um so yeah i like the dolphins here uh i i get to bet against the jacksonville jaguars only giving up three points on a neutral field yeah i i think the jags are the spot here because miami has been secretly just as bad as jacksonville miami's 30th in dvoa and jacksonville's 31st these are two awful awful teams and i don't think miami should be uh getting three plus a hook um I don't think Miami should be getting the hook against any team in the National Football League, even if it is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are, of course, hilarious and easy to make fun of. Uh, So I'm going to be on Jacksonville. Again, not going to be one of my five, but I'll probably have some tickets with the Jaguars on it. Um, Bill, what do you think about this one? Dolphins laying three and a half in London. I am thinking take the points and sleep until one (laughs) o'clock. There's... Take the points. Don't watch the game. Don't do that to yourself. Uh, feel sorry for the people in, in London that have to see this one. All right. Well, let's head to the 1 o'clock slate. The first game in the 1 o'clock slate, the Cincinnati Bengals head to Detroit to take on my beloved Detroit Lions, who just, man, cannot catch a break. I, and, like, I you know, I've seen some shit uh, over my lifetime as a Detroit Lions fan, but... These losses are particularly frustrating because Dan Campbell is making the right coaching decisions, which has never happened before. Like going for two in that scenario against the the Vikings was the right scenario. They got it. And just Kirk Cousins, who couldn't move the ball all game, finally moved the ball down into field goal range. And just frustrating as heck if you're a Lions fan. Uh, Cincinnati, 12th in DVOA. Detroit, 27th in DVOA. The Bengals laying three and a half in uh, Detroit. Um, we're taking the Lions, and also, guys, this is uh, this is a Lions money line spot. This is absolutely a Lions money line spot. Take them at home. Um, they're going to be one of my five. Uh, the Bengals. I don't even know what to say about them. What what ha- what I saw uh, in that Green Bay Bengals game was an absolute disgrace to the game of football. 
absolute disgrace to the game of football. And uh, yeah, oh, Lions, no. and they're on the money line. Bengals, though the the the, bang, the players in the Cincinnati Bengals who are not Evan McPherson, I think are pretty good. That's true. And had a this nice is, Sunday. This is just such a trap spot for the Bengals too. This is, and I think the Lions, uh, I think the Lions I get their win here. To be clear, I think I, I I don't I don't know if this is necessarily where the Lions win, but I agree with you that I want the points. I think the Bengals are a good team though, and the, the thing with the Lions is, and we've been talking about it for a while here, and it just keeps being true. I think this is a well coached team that tries really hard. Um, and a lot of NFL teams are not well coached and do not try really hard as well, especially as we get later into the season. So I like this. Uh, I like this Detroit team. They just lack talent. That's the thing. So will they be able to make enough plays despite that lack of talent? Uh, I'm not sure, but to, to win the game, but I definitely want the three points. So I'll take that. Uh, Billy Detroit lions, uh, getting three and a half at home. Plus the, they're getting that little, another hook game for us here. What do you think? Yeah, I Cincinnati hasn't been that impressive. I don't think they've blown too many people out. I think you're going to see a close game here. The Lions have played so many close games already. There's no reason to think they can't keep it close with Cincinnati. Uh, give me, give me the Lions and the points. I think that's a safe play. You're you're getting three and a half with a team that can't not lose games due to a last second field goal. So you got to take yeah. the three and a half. You got to take yeah. the three and a half. Uh, uh, I will say this. I thought that our uh, survivor pick that we've been doing every week was uh, was was going to fall with the Vikings, but apparently not so. No, but yeah, we uh, are still alive. We I sure just... know how to pick them, and it's not going to get better this week, you guys. Quite frankly, staring at this board. Ooh, we. Uh, next up, the Kansas City Chiefs. Sorry, was that correct? I was, gonna say, I was just going to say, I think there is a clear pick this week, but we'll talk about that when we talk about it. It is clear, but it's not fun. <laughs> it's like... No, no. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs head to Washington to take on the football team. This line has seen some movement. I wrote this down as one of my five. The Chiefs were laying a touchdown on the road against the football team. Uh, it's now down to six and a half. Um, if you guys want Washington at the seven, I'll give it to you because uh, they're gonna they're gonna be one of my five. But uh, yeah, I the Chiefs probably gonna win this game, but they just have not been covering these high lines against the road. Uh, Washington has been not so great against the spread. They're only one and four, but the Chiefs are also uh, not great against the spread. They are also one and four, so not two not great spread covering teams. I the six and a half is obviously a key number, so I like Washington getting the seven. So if you're betting this game, I suggest buying the extra half point so you get that touchdown uh, with uh, the football team, who I think. I, I, I think they'll their defense will be able to get after the Chiefs, and I quite frankly I don't think it'll matter because the Chiefs defense is so bad you cannot lay seven with the Chiefs right now on the road. This defense is a serious serious issue. Chiefs laying six and a half right now in Washington. Craig, what do you what do you think? Um, Bet MGM is offering the seven, so if you want to go get the seven, it's right there. Mm-hmm. Um, minus one ten, so you don't even have to uh, get back any juice on it. Um, so I would. Uh, I'm going to make Washington one of my five. Uh, Kansas City's defense is ranked 32nd in DVOA. As you may know, there are 32 teams in the NFL. Uh, the 31st team in DVOA, Jacksonville, they're at plus 23%. So the higher you are, the, the worse your defense is doing. Kansas City is at plus 29.3%. The difference between Kansas City and Jacksonville is about 6.3%. There's between Jacksonville and teams that are in the, you know, like early, uh, late teens, rather, 
is roughly the same. Yeah, I mean, maybe not quite the late teens, but you know what I mean, uh, early 20s. Like, Kansas City's defense is not just bad, but they are very, very, very bad relative to even the worst defenses in the league. Um, I don't think this is a Super Bowl team unless something significantly changes. Now, they are missing Chris Jones on Sunday, and they badly missed Chris Jones on Sunday. It felt like Josh Allen would have had time to write a novel in the pocket at times during that football game. Uh, but you cannot, I don't think, in good conscience, give up seven points on the road with a team with a defense is bad. I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care who the coach is. I don't care who the tight end is. Can't do it. Kansas City, 14th in DVOA. Washington, 19th in DVOA. So this is not like on, on paper you look at these names and, and, and think this, oh, this should probably be a blowout, hence the, the high line on the road for Kansas City. Um, this, But DVOA would suggest City, this the way, is closer than we think. Kansas City, by the way, first in offensive DVOA, fourth in, D- in special teams DVOA. It's that horrific defense that is keeping them from being a top five team. If their defense was like 23rd in the NFL, they'd probably be in the top five in DVOA right now. But that is not the case. No, it, 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 and it's the one of the main reasons they're one and four against the spread. The Chiefs length six and a half currently, uh, but Washington's available at the seven if you want. Bill, what do you think? Yeah, I like Washington here. I, I like them at the line I was looking at, which was 6-5. Um, so at the 7 is even better. Uh, I just don't think – like that Kansas City defense is just awful. And the Washington offense has been quietly capable this year. Um, it, I, I think they're going to be able to move the ball. They're going to score 30 points. And I don't like Kansas City to get that much more uh, than that. So Kansas City might win, but I'm taking Washington and the points here all day. The big trouble with Washington is you look at that front seven. We talked about it before the year. You look at that front seven, and they have Chase Young, and they have Jonathan Allen, and they have Montez Sweat, and all these great players. They're 28th in DVOA. And, like, the pass rush just hasn't been there. So what's happening with that? I, I would be very concerned if I was a fan of the Washington football team. Yeah, it, a lot of people are pointing to when they when they went on their little defensive run at the end of the year during that lat, that like five or six game stretch, it was not necessarily against fantastic competition. Like I think the best quarterback they faced was like Baker Mayfield, and then Baker Mayfield was far and away better than the rest of the guys. It was like it was a lot of a lot of schlubs like Mason Rudolph That's types. True, I think but they had of the four of the four defenses that faced Tom Brady in that Buck Super Bowl run. They had the best day, I think. Absolutely, they did. Not even close. Uh, Next up, Minnesota. Your boys, Bill, uh, head to Carolina to take on the Panthers. The Vikings getting, uh, or sorry, laying a point in Carolina. Uh, Two teams I really don't know what to do with right now. Uh, Minnesota 13th on the in DVOA and Carolina 17th, so a pretty close matchup. Vegas is saying it's close. I, I guess you. I get, Carolina, uh, Carolina should have won that game. The Vikings, it, it was so weird. That was one of those games uh, where you just you had them penciled in. Okay, they're going to win this game. They're going to win this game. And then all of a sudden it was like, wait a minute. The Lions are lining up for two and with 40 seconds left they can win this game. What the hell happened? They just they never found that extra score until the, you know, the, the walk-off field goal. Carolina also like, but had, had a weird game, but go the other way where just... Man, Darnold. I thought they had the, that game won. I, I bet on the I did too. money line. And I'm, I'm looking at my ticket and I'm like, oh well, this is the this Panthers game's a check mark. The Eagles can't do a damn thing. And then all of a sudden they lost the game. It was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it was so weird. Uh Panthers getting one, I 
guess is the side I want, but I, I, I don't know what to do with either of these two teams. This game's currently as a stay away for me, but a water gun to my head, probably taking the point with Carolina at home. Uh, Bill, what do you think about your boys heading into the Carolina as a one-point favorite? Yeah, I think I take Carolina at home here. Um, these these teams have both been a little volatile. They've seen a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. I do think Minnesota can play better than they have. Uh, I'll say this, though. From the last, what, five, ten years of being a Vikings fan, when they're lining up for a game-winning 54-yarder, I chalk that off as a miss already. Uh, so <laughs> of all the kicks that got missed this week, the one being that was hit for the game-winner being on my team is very unique for me. But, uh, the, the, there's one thing that overpowers the darkness of being a Vikings yep. kicker, Bill. That's <laughs> kicking against the Detroit Lions. Yeah, we, we found out it's the immovable object and unstoppable force. <laughs> yeah. uh, I like Carolina here. I like them just because they're at home. They're two teams that have been uh, a big range this year. So, so take the team that might have the slight edge, and that's Carolina. Panthers getting one at home against the Vikings. Uh, both teams are... Uh, let's see. Minnesota's uh, two and three against the spread. Uh, Carolina's three and two. Not much to discern there. Craig, what do you think about this one? Uh, I uh, this is a big time stay away from me. Uh, I will read you some numbers right now, which would be three, one, thirteen, seven, two, and those are the margins in every Minnesota Vikings game so far this season. So other than the Seattle game where they played pretty well, or Seattle played badly, whichever one you'd prefer, um, this is a team that plays close games. I am very curious to see uh, how things go in Carolina, but I like, uh, I think the Vikings are generally good and they're better than the two and three record they've got, but this is a stay away from me. Definitely. Next game, the Houston Texans head into Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Colts coming off a short week and a devastating uh, kicker aided loss uh, to the Baltimore Ravens who keep pulling games out of their, the deep recesses of their rectums. Uh, the Texans are getting nine and a half on the road. Uh, the Texans who also somehow found a way to blow that, that game against the, the Patriots when it looked like they were going to get a win. But, uh, Mac Jones, what a Mark Sanchez impression by him doing nothing, letting the runners do everything and then getting a key pass interference call late, late, late in order to get a win. It was, it was super impressive. Uh, that was one that the referees took care of for sure. As always, it was in favor of the Patriots. Um, Colts laying nine and a half and probably a not fun survivor pick this week. Craig needles. What do you say? Well, I think, you know what I'm going to say about this football game, Scott (laughs) Hanson do not show this game. And second week in a row with the Texans, but I don't care. Uh, yeah. This is oh, no. The Texans are the spot. Yeah. Uh, the, but I, I think that the Colts are where you want to go with this. Uh, Houston played a decent game this past week. Laramie Tunsil not participating this week. So that leads me to believe there's going to be some pass rush opportunities for Indianapolis. Uh, I would like the Colts for a survivor perspective. I don't want to give up 10 points to bet on them, though. This is a stay away. No, spread-wise, the Texans are, are for sure the play. Might be one of my five. Not sure about it yet, though. But they, they're the spread-wise, you want the 9.5 because the Colts can't put teams away. Uh, Davis Mills had the game of his life, though. No reason to think he's going to repeat that performance. So I, I, I think the Colts uh, are going to be a survivor pick this week. Uh, DVOA rankings-wise, the Colts are 24th, Houston is 28th, so this game is actually close, so there's no way the Colts should be giving up 9.5 against this Texas team. Bill, what do you think? 
Yeah, I think it's got to be the Colts. So you're staring at a one and four record, but the reality is the Colts have had a fairly tough schedule, uh, other than the Dolphins. They just, who they beat. Beat in, they just had Baltimore beat in Baltimore on Monday night. Yeah, like, like I mean, they, they had Baltimore, the Titans, the Rams, and the Seahawks. Yeah, like those yeah, get to lose a few of those games at least. So I think the Colts are a little bit better than we've seen so far. Um, I don't love nine and a halfs, but I, I still like the Colts side of this. So I do like them for the survivor pick, and I, I guess I take the Colts at home here and hope they just blow out Houston. Uh, we, I, I remember coming onto the podcast with you, Craig, at the beginning of the year, and when we were talking about the Chiefs over or the the Colts over under, sorry, and we looked at the schedule and we were like, this might be an zero three start. But then, and and the and that'll be the time to bet their over under or futures or whatever because then they're going to go on a little three. They might go on a little three and O streak if they can get that Baltimore game. And man, if they'd have just gotten that Baltimore game right, like whoo, damn! Oh, they'd be sitting pretty right now. But as they, it stands, they had a chance. They, well, they were they were up. What were they up? Sixteen in the fourth quarter. Yeah, they probably should have yep. won that game. Certainly should have. Uh, again, a little bit kicker assisted, but I don't know what the hell was going on with Blankenship in that game. That was some sort of hip injury or thing, something. Like, you can say it was kicker assisted, which obviously, obviously it was. If, if, if Blankenship hits his kick, then they, then they win the game. Um, but they were up 60 in the fourth quarter and didn't win. So that's a team loss in my opinion. Yeah. Should not have come down to the kicker for sure. Of, of all the kicker losses this week, Blankenship's was probably the least egregious, I would say. Uh, that said, he missed an extra point and a field goal earlier in the game, too. Uh, Rams-Giants. The Rams laying 10 on the road in New York City. Rams 5th in DVOA. Giants 23rd. Uh, stay away from me, because when you want the Giants who are banged up this week. Doesn't look like uh, Saquon's going to play. And, you know, Jones not a great... Like will. Jones, Jones will play. Like but here's the thing. You you want Daniel Jones on the road when you're covering the, when you're trying to cover the spread. You don't want Daniel Jones at home. So, for me, this is a little bit of a stay away because I'm not sure. Uh, who are the Rams getting next week? Is this a technical... Is this a potential trap game for the Rams? No, the Rams are getting to Detroit Lions next week at home. So, no, no, no. So, there is no... There is no trap game potential for the Giants here. Or for the Rams. The, the, the Goff-Stafford thing is significant there. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That one's in... That one's in L.A., though, so it won't be as, uh... Uh... It, it, it would be more significant if, if Stafford was returning to Detroit as opposed to Goff yes. in, in the Chargers, I think. Despite the fact uh, Goff is the one of those two who was played in the Super Bowl. Um... That said, still true. Rams laying 10 in New York. What do you think, Bill? Uh, I think I think I want the points at home here. Like, obviously, the Rams are a significantly better team. They're a great football club. Um, but that's just too many for the road. So give me the points at home. Yeah, water gun to my head. I think you're right. It's just it's such a stay away from me. There's too many variables in this one. Uh, Craig, where, uh, where do you land on this one? Yeah, I think it's the Giants, too. That said, they, like, and I know Jones got hurt, but they quit big time against the Cowboys. That was... The the play he got hurt on, they could have got it within, what, three, I think? And what an awful play call that was. That was so bad. I, 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 like, yeah. Um, I I can't believe that was their play call with the game on the line. Right. I don't even know if Glenn was necessarily 
bad per se. Like the defense was the one that was just letting Elliot ramp, run wherever he wanted to. That has nothing to do with Jones being hurt. But nonetheless, it did feel like the Giants quit in that game. Uh, but yeah, I, I would. I don't want to give up ten points on the road. Giants are two and three against the spread. Rams are three and two, so not much to discern there. Uh, next up. Easily the marquee matchup of the 1 o'clock slate. The Los Angeles Chargers head into Baltimore to take on the Ravens, and Baltimore is getting the three-point home bump. So they are saying these two teams are even on paper. The Chargers are 4-1 and one against the spread so far this year. Ravens are 2-3. and three. So the spread-wise, you want the Chargers. Um, I think... I think the move here for me... Because the public's going to be on the Chargers, so I want to I want to zig when the when the when the public is zagging here. Since since the public's going to be on the Chargers, I'm I'm going to be on the Ravens. Ravens coming off a short week, but I think the move is I don't want to lay the two. I don't want to lay the three. So since I want the Ravens, what I think the plan is, if you agree with me and you want the Baltimore Ravens, I think you want to wait till it's closer to game time Sunday morning because the public will come in hard on this Chargers, and I'll bet you can get the I'll bet you can get it down to two and a half and then find the Ravens at two and a half. So that would be my move. DraftKings Draft is offering this game at two and a half right now. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I wish I was American then, I guess, so I could make a DraftKings account. Uh, is, well, yeah. is, I, understand that, I understand that you can't have a, a, a DraftKings gambling account, but if that book has gone down the two and a half, other books are going to follow and likely soon. That's all, yeah. You know. So to our American listeners out there, get that DraftKings uh, Ravens two and a half. That's that's the side that I want. Billy, what do you think about this with Ravens getting the three point home bump against the Chargers? I very much like what I've seen from the Chargers thus far, but they just they didn't have an answer for Cleveland, so I'm not sure they're going to have an answer uh, for Jackson. Um, I, I think he's going to be able to move the ball. I like the offense to keep up. I think what's the over uh, what's the over under for this one? Fifty two, which yeah. is a little a little surprising. I would take the under in that because I think this will be more of a grind out game than what we what we just saw in uh, uh, than what we just saw in Cleveland Chargers. Well, there could be thirty less points and still hit that. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I like Baltimore here. I think that the the Chargers will have trouble keeping up. Because Baltimore has a stronger offense than Cleveland, and the Chargers couldn't stop Cleveland. Uh, Craig, uh, what are your feelings on this with the Chargers getting three on the road? Uh, yeah, I want the Chargers. I think they're better. I think the Baltimore's kind of pulled out a couple of lucky wins here. I will ask you this. If we were voting for most valuable player, I understand we're only through five weeks. But is Justin Herbert the MVP through five weeks? Uh, for me, it's still Kyler Murray, but it, it's 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 Herbert and and, and Murray. But uh, I, I suspect I that Jack conversation to be had here. I think it's yes, fair with how well he's played. I was going to uh, say that as well. I, Did you I, say I, Josh said, Allen there, Craig? No, I didn't say Josh Allen. But you're right. There's a Josh Allen conversation too. Um, that being said, I think that the, the three guys you mentioned are probably a tier above him. Yeah. That being said, night Allen was unbelievable, but lack of pass rush. Uh, Herbert's been phenomenal. Just anything you would want out of a quarterback, he's been able to do. Uh, I uh, I want the Chargers in this game. I think that, uh, but I would be uh, obviously if I'm betting the Chargers and doing it now. Like you said, I think this line's going to go down. Absolutely, get the full three. Don't uh, at two and a half. I don't like it as much. 
Last up for the 1 o'clock slate, the Green Bay Packers are heading into Chicago to take on the Bears. The Packers laying four and a half. This is one of my five. The Bears! The Bears! Give me the Bears. Four and a half. Packers are so overrated right now. It is goddamn ridiculous. Uh, the Bears will be able to get the pass rush. Uh, Packers won't. And Fields will look pretty good, so I'm I'm taking four and a half with the with the team that will be able to I think frustrate the Packers, who uh, are a a what I believe to be a pretty fraudulent four and one right now, uh, and should be at least three and two. I, I don't know what the hell was going on with that Cincinnati game, but yeah, give uh, give me the Bears, uh, Billy. What do you think about this Packers laying four and a half in Chicago? Yeah, I like the Bears here too. I I think Green Bay's not nearly as as and they've always been a, a public team. Um, but they just haven't been playing that well. They're they're winning games, um, but not by the margins they usually do. Uh, and and Chicago's been quietly capable as well. So I get a few extra points here with Chicago. I'm at home. Uh, I'll take it. Give me the Bears. Uh, both teams pretty good against the spread. Bears three and two. Packers four and one. A uh, few of the the one of the handful of teams that are four and one against the spread. Packers are. 15th in DVOA, Chicago's 22nd, so closer than you'd think. Uh, Chicago, I think, is a team on the upswing. Craig, what do you think about this one? I'm going the other way, guys. Um, I I think that the way to beat the Packers is to um, consistently move the ball, keep Rodgers off the field, and I understand that Fields looked a little bit better, little bit better against the Raiders' defense last week, but uh, to me, it's, um, it's going to be a situation where I think that uh, this is Fields versus Rodgers, and I know which side of that I want to be on. I understand I'm giving up four and a half on the road. This is not one of my five, but uh, if I'm if I'm betting here, I'm taking the Packers. All right, so Craig is uh, disagreeing with us on that one. That's fine. Let's head to the four o'clock slate. The Arizona Cardinals are heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. This line's seen a little bit of movement. This line opened up at Cleveland minus two and a half. The Sharps came in hard on the two and a half, and it is now Cleveland getting the three-point home bump. So Vegas is currently saying that these two teams are evenly matched. Cleveland sixth in DVOA. Arizona third in DVOA. What a matchup, you guys. I like like the Browns. That's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm glad that they're not happening at the same time because usually we get. I mean, either one of these should be the Sunday night game. Either one of those two you suggest should be the Sunday night game instead of what we're what we're getting, uh, which is just so unfortunate. But I like Cleveland getting the two and a half. So if I'm taking this game, I'm gonna. I, I think I got to suggest the same thing you do to Baltimore. See if the public wait till it's game time. See if the public comes in on the Cardinals because I I think the Cardinals are gonna. The public will probably look at the Cardinals and say, I'm getting three points with the only undefeated team left. So, uh, I, I don't know. I I preferred it with the two and a half, though. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Brown's getting three at home. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the Browns. Like, I understand Arizona's look really good. I think Cleveland's going to be able to run the ball in this game. Uh, I'm a little bit like I was more concerned about Baker's shoulder because he's got this uh, a, a shoulder injury. I was concerned about more concerned about that this past week. We're going into the Charger game, but that looked fine. The defense was a little bit suspect, obviously, but everyone's defense was suspect in that game. Uh, I want the Browns, though. I'm getting three at home. Like, yeah, I'm 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 taking the Browns. Cardinals four and one against the spread. Browns 
three and two against the spread. Another matchup of great teams up against the spread. Bill, what do you think? Browns laying three at home. Yeah, I'm not as sold. I kind of like the Cardinals here. Uh, I think Cleveland's coming off a tough loss. They're going to be frustrated. I, I I think I like the Cardinals side. I think they're a better team. And to, to only be getting the three-point bump, I feel like I, I'm getting a couple extra points here with the Cardinals. So I'll take the Cardinals. Next One game. thing I'll say about Arizona nope, uh, go ahead. before we wrap up this game. J.J. Uh, Watt has not returned to, to prime. J.J. Watt, obviously. Uh, but he it looks rejuvenated. Like, he was he was in the backfield. He's making plays against the Niners. Like, he was a big part of that win for them. Yeah, he's been he's been doing stuff more than I thought. Well, whether or not we'll see that in, say, week 15, 16, 17, et cetera, yeah, that's, remains that's to be seen. Yeah, that's a question of if the health's been, been troublesome. But even if you look at his healthy games with Houston the last couple of years, uh, not playing as well as he's been playing with the Cardinals. Play that. Last or no, sorry, second last game of the four o'clock slate. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders head into Denver to take on your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos. What a week it has been for Denver! My God, in or for Las Vegas, I should say. My God in heaven. Uh, yeah, it turns out uh, John Gruden is a complete piece of shit, and it was made even weirder by. Because I got to tell you, I was kind of turning the corner there on him. And then once like the 700 other emails came out, it was like, what the hell is this guy doing? So, I I mean, it's just made even more. Originally, when it first came out, it was John Gruden uh, said something racist about Demora Smith, which, you know, obviously he got a lot of flack for and he should have. Uh, which I disagree with, of course. But then the other half of it, like, oh, we hadn't quite seen this yet, but he also said some mean stuff about Roger Goodell. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, but that <laughs> yeah, that's not the bad thing you think it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the mean stuff was a bunch of anti-gay slurs all of a sudden. And that wasn't good. The stuff about uh, women working in the NFL was pretty bad. The stuff about minorities is really bad. So, yeah, he had to go. Uh, you know who the big winner is with this? That would be Mark Davis, mm-hmm. who was running a football or, or owned a football team that was going nowhere. They had this big rebuild and they had five first round picks in two years and whiffed on many of them. Uh, and he owed the guy another $60 million in the following six years. All of a sudden, he doesn't have to pay that money anymore because John Gruden resigned. Now, if the Raiders had just said, John Gruden, you're fired for cause and we're not giving you any of this money, they would have won every court case. So I understand why John Gruden did it. He's like, whatever, this is a losing effort for me. Uh, but the, the Raiders like just saved $60 million here. That's a lot of money. So good for them. This whole situation was made even weirder by the fact that uh, the Sunday night crew, during that delay, had to do some tap dancing at halftime that included Tariko and Dungy really going to bat for Gruden in in, in that. Yes. like Right? And, and that... That's knowing what was like the, the rest of it came out on the Monday, right? Yes. So that was super awkward. Like, just why? Why are you doing this? That was a not not a good look for those guys. And I really like Mike Tirico. Tony Dungey can take or leave on television. Well, I shouldn't even say that. I can just specifically leave on television. But I really like Mike Tirico, and that was a bad look for him. Agreed. I mean, and I, but I don't feel like they went out there and were told to do that or anything like that. I, I feel I think that they genuinely meant that, which you know is just like just shows that you you never truly know people i guess it's it's just so friggin awkward that said 
I'm taking the Raiders, you guys. I'm, I'm leaning on one of my one of the old gambling adages is that when a coach gets fired, and I realize this isn't in your traditional firing, but when a coach gets fired, I take the team that just fired their coach because for some reason that team always seems to do stuff and cover the spread. So I am taking the three and a half. Uh, I, I love that I'm getting the hook, and Denver has been – you know, not so great looking since they've had to play actual NFL teams. Craig, what do you think about your boys laying three and a half? I want them. Um, I like, here's the thing. Usually, as you said, this is different from a typical coach firing. Usually it's, man, this, that guy sucks. This team sucks. Uh, this is a go nowhere season, but I'm glad to finally be rid of this idiot. So cool. Let's just, uh, let's just play a little harder now because all of a sudden this, uh, this coach isn't around. Great. Uh, this was a team that actually looked like they were pretty decent going into the Chicago game. Um, still, like, you know, they're still three and two. And all of a sudden their coach is gone. I think this is more of a disruptive locker room type of situation. So, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to take Denver here. I think they're the they're the play. The Denver Broncos the, are 18th against or 18th in DVA. The Las Vegas Raiders are 25th. Denver. Three and two against the spread. Raiders two and three against the spread. Not much to discern there. Billy, uh, Raiders getting three and a half in Denver. What do you think? Yeah, I like the Raiders here. Um, and not because of, of Gruden's exit, but because Denver hasn't looked nearly as consistent in the last couple of weeks as they kind of were looking at the beginning. Um, I don't think the Raiders are a particularly bad team. I feel like I'm getting some points here. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. So give me uh, give me the points. The other Last thing is the plus play caller. Like, there's say will, but his washer management, his acquisitions, and all this stuff, he's a plus play caller. So they're going to miss that, I think, is all I'm saying. I, I, I do agree uh, from that front. Last game of the 4 o'clock slate, the Dallas Cowboys head to New England to take on the Patriots, and the Cowboys are laying four. The only team undefeated against the spread so far is the Dallas Cowboys. The Patriots are two and three. I mean, this is just a. If we are to believe that the Patriots are still somewhat the Patriots, and that you know it wasn't all Tom Brady, this is a spot to take New England getting four at home against a, a team that is just seemingly invincible offensively right now. That said, pretty wide gap between these two uh new england 20th in dvoa dallas number two in dvoa i hate saying this but i think i'm gonna take the patriots i think this is i think this is a classic spot to to take the the new england patriots getting four at home against the team that you know the public is gonna be all over billy what do you think cowboys laying four in new england no i can't do it new england's been bad dallas has been great um I'm not nearly as scared of, of betting against New England as I used to be. I wonder what changed. Um, I, I think you got to take Dallas here. They're just a better team. Um, I I think Dallas is going to win this game by seven. Give me Dallas. In, uh, New England getting four at home against Dallas. Craig, your opinion? Cowboys, this line should be higher than four. Interesting. Okay. Um yeah, maybe you're right. Perhaps a little too much respect for the uh, for the New England Patriots. I think it just yeah, Mac Jones is just 
does not look good. Just absolutely does not look good. But I, I just – if you're looking for a team that – the Patriots do kind of have, I think, the recipe from what I've seen to slow down the Cowboys, which is, you know, grind out runs between the tackles, short passes, keep the uh, – you know, get a lot of first downs, and then uh, long – Long drives. Whether or not that's sustainable with Mac Jones, I don't know. I I just think this is this is a spot for the uh, for the New England Patriots, and I think they're going to be one of my five. But who knows? I could be wrong. Next up, the Sunday Nighter. What a game, you guys! Gino, Ben, Sunday Night Football. Boy, we got ourselves a banger. Uh, this line has seen some movement. The Steelers are opened up at minus five. They're currently minus four and a half. So a lot, a lot of people believing in in what uh, the Seahawks and Gino are bringing to the table right now. The Seattle Seahawks, ninth in DVOA. Of course, those are likely the Russell Wilson numbers. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 21st in DVOA. Those are the Ben Roethlisberger numbers. Steelers coming off a victory against uh, your boys, Craig, uh, during which, you know, Ben didn't look like a complete corpse, but certainly didn't look tremendous. No. Second half was not good. Well, I shouldn't say second half was not good. Fourth quarter was not good. Um, yeah, I don't know what this like. It, like looking at the way Pittsburgh's played, looking at the fact that Wilson's not playing for Seattle. This game was at one o'clock. I'd think about it. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, good point. On Sunday night football. Um, I want the Seahawks. I don't love it, but I want the Seahawks. I thought Geno looked okay uh, in the game against. Uh, uh, in the game against the Rams, so give me the Seahawks. Uh, Billy, Steelers currently laying four and a half against Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Uh, should be getting Chris Carson back for this one, which which might help. Uh, what are your feelings on this one? Yeah, I, I think I got to go with Pittsburgh here. I don't know. I don't want to watch this. Um, I, I'm not sold either way. I think I take this Steelers just because I don't have much faith in Geno. So give me the Steelers, and I hope there's a pick six in this game. What an absolutely terrible, just a truly, truly terrible Sunday night football game. This is a, a, you know what, I'm going to watch a movie Sunday night game. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of good fun. I haven't watched that Britney Spears documentary yet. Might watch that on Sunday. Yeah, Squid Game is very popular. I heard maybe maybe crush a few episodes of that. I, I while it's still socially relevant, I guess. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know. Do something with the wife or husband or whatever you happen to have, and and score some points by that. Be like, hey, you know, babe, you know, I don't need to watch this football game. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Might be time. You what, know what's what gonna happen? It's like some poor person is going to be playing fantasy football and go into this game and they're going to be tied and one side's going to have Carson, the other side's going to have DK Metcalf because you can't bench him no matter who the quarterback is and they're going to be stuck watching this. Oh, yeah. I can can already see that happening. I can already see it happening. Fantasy football is the only reason teams not, or, you know, fans of not the Seahawks and not the Steelers will be watching this game. That's it. And therein lies the lure of fantasy football, I suppose. Monday nighter, a little bit better, but not much better. The Buffalo Bills head into Tennessee to take on the Titans, and the Bills are laying five and a half. 
Bills, numero uno for the second week in a row in DVOA. Tennessee, 26th. How this team keeps winning games, I have no idea. They are 3-2 and two against the spread, and the Buffalo Bills are 4-1 and one against the spread. So two very good teams against the spread. Bills laying 3.5. Billy, what do you think? 3.5 you have it up? 5.5, sorry. What did I say? Three, did I say 3.5? I meant 5.5. Bills laying 5.5 in Tennessee. I have been high on the Bills this year, and it's done well. But And I've been high on Tennessee, and I've done poorly. So I feel like I have to say the Bills here and like it, but it does seem a little high. No, I'm still going with the Bills. I, I think they've had a fantastic season. I think the defense will be able to uh, – slow Tennessee down and the offense has looked great. Allen's making great decisions in the pocket. Um, give me Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo, I was going to say there's no potential spot for a letdown. Cause I think the bills are on by next week. Uh, we should mention that this is our first week with buys. And this is a week that uh, some of the teams that we like to pick on or on by. So Atlanta, New Orleans, the Jets, and San Francisco all taking their first week off. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm with you, Bill. I think I would lay the five and a half with the with the Bills. But, you know, I don't like taking uh, Vegas' own lines on the road. So, but, uh, you know, water gun to my head. I think I'm with you on the five and a half. I think I, if I was one of those compulsive types who just had to gamble, I, would, I think I might lay the points with the Bills. Craig, what do you think about this one? Bills. Yeah, definitely. So, definitely. God, you know the public is uh, going to be on the Bills. Are, is but... this not like? And here's the thing: DVOA will tell you that the Bills are the best team in the league. In fact, they would tell you that the DVOA difference between first place Buffalo and second place Dallas is slightly smaller, only very slightly smaller than the difference between second place Dallas and seventh place New Orleans. Um, the Bills are the best team in the league by a significant margin. And here's the thing. The offense is currently sitting at 12th in DVOA. Like, there's that, I think that number is going to go up. So, the defense isn't going to stay this good because it just defenses do not stay this good the whole year. But there's some room for this offense to improve. Uh, I think that we are going to see this offense improve. This is a really, really good team. Uh, I want the Bills on the road because I think they're good and I think the Titans are bad. All right, so that's all for week six. All that's left to do is to do our picks. Billy, you won last week with a nice little three and two record. Why don't you kick us off for week six? Good, sir. All righty. I will take Washington, the Cowboys, the Raiders. And I'm less confident with the other ones. Give me Arizona. And then I'm going to get bold and go Tampa Bay on a Thursday, I think. Ooh-wee. Uh, Craig, week six, who you got? I am going to go with – this is stupid. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. Miami. Ew. <laughs> I don't know. Um – I am going to be picking Washington football team, taking the Chargers, taking the Browns, and I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. 
Chargers are getting three. Okay, I am going to make it an official clean sweep with the Washington football team. Uh, give me Detroit plus the three and a half. I'm taking Chicago plus the four and a half. I am going to uh, fade both you guys, and I'm taking the Patriots uh, with the plus four and a half. And Billy, give me the. Uh, I'm going to be with you with Las Vegas on the three and a half. Uh, Survivor, we're on to week six. If you've been listening to us, are we locking in the Indianapolis Colts as our week six Survivor pick? Do we, are there I any? Think, if you want to burn the the Rams, no, it's not even a good spot. Well, we already we already used the Rams, so the Rams yeah. are are off the table. But um, even then, I think that's I, the most obvious one. If you still have the Rams left, uh, I don't like taking road teams, but it looks like a pretty good spot to take the Rams to, and we, as we mentioned, no chance of a letdown spot for the Rams because they're getting the lions next week. So, uh, bad. Yeah. Uh, if you have the Rams left, maybe take, if you still have the Rams left, maybe you take the Colts this week because you want to take the Rams when they play the lions next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, precisely. Also- yeah. So, uh, are we officially locking in the Indianapolis Colts? Yep. I think it has to be Colts. I think the only other one that I would uh, I would look long and hard at. Um, but uh, no, even that's ridiculous. No, so no, yeah, it has to be the Colts. Has to be the Colts. Yeah. All right. So here's hoping the Colts don't have uh, yet another snafu. I'd love to get. We've had to sweat out the last couple. I'd love to get a nice clean uh, victory with a nearly ten point favorite at at home. <laughs> Let's. Uh, uh, let's hope for one of those. Uh, so that's it for this week. Crossover Podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Leave us a review on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Um, if you're craving some NHL stuff, please go back a couple episodes. Craig and I have recorded the uh, point totals and podcast for both the Eastern and Western Conference in the National Hockey League. And we also gave away a few futures bets that we like. We picked a Art Ross Trophy winner and a Calder Trophy winner and whatnot. And um, yeah, see if you like some of the some of the long odds that we have on that. Spencer Knight at eight to one for the Calder, I think, is a really good long shot that might come through for you. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, take care, everybody. Good luck with all of your betting. We are certainly going to need it, but uh, we'll talk to you next week when it's uh, week seven. Uh, Take care, everybody, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. (laughs) 